Ricky Gervais destroys Hollywood leftists. Mr. Reagan. All right, I know destroys is a clickbaity title, but you know what? I'm really just having a bit of fun with that, and I'm sure you're all aware of this story already anyway, but you know what? I wanted to give you my two cents on this, having worked a little bit in Hollywood myself. So, Ricky Gervais went viral last week for his monologue at the Golden Globes. He went viral for criticizing Hollywood for their blatant hypocrisy and insulated political views. In this room are some of the most important TV and film executives in the world, people from every background, but they all have one thing in common. They're all terrified of Ronan Farrow. (laughs) He's coming for you. He's coming for you. We were going to do an in-memoriam this year, but when I saw the list of people that had died, it wasn't diverse enough. It just... No. It was mostly white people. And I thought, nah, not on my watch. Spoiler alert, um, season two is on the way, so in the end, he obviously didn't kill himself. Just like Jeffrey Epstein. (laughs) Shut up. I know he's your friend, but I don't care. If you do win an award tonight... Don't use it as a a platform to make a political speech, right? You're in no position to lecture the public about anything. You know nothing about the real world. Most of you spent less time in school than Greta Thunberg. If you win, right, come up, accept your little award, thank your agent and your God. Now, many on the left will say that this monologue was popular amongst conservatives because conservatives hate leftists and Hollywood elites. The implication is that conservatives are just resentful of those who are more successful than they are. This is, ironically, a lot of what motivates leftists with their perpetual war on billionaires, right? But with conservatives, I don't think that this is the case. I don't think conservatives want to hate Hollywood elites. My mom is obsessed with the housewives of every city in America. People love the Kardashians. I mean, typical Americans don't hate elites as much as they're fascinated by them. The truth is, we tend to despise Hollywood elites because we recognize their influence on culture and politics, and we also recognize that they're very, very wrong about just about everything. And we realize that that is a very dangerous combination. The left doesn't realize that the reason that Ricky Gervais' monologue went viral isn't because he was taking down Hollywood elites, it's because everything he said was true. And telling the truth in Hollywood never happens. And what was even more powerful about the monologue is that Ricky Gervais is not a conservative. He's a hard-left atheist who's noted for relentlessly ridiculing Christians. And so this is why the Ricky Gervais monologue was so powerful. It was literally a Hollywood leftist calling out other Hollywood leftists on their hypocrisy and their smugness. My analysis of this viral moment will have to wait just one moment, however, because I have to sell you something. What is the American dream? To Bill O'Reilly, it's about living where you want, doing what you want, when you want, and also with whom you want. It's often been said that the best things in life are free, and that's true, but it's not the whole story. You can't reach your potential or live life to the fullest if you spend your days worrying about money. It allows you to do and be what you want, to support worthy causes, to help those closest to you. It enables you to follow your dreams, to spend your life the way you choose. Money gives you dignity. It gives you choices. The prominent Fox News host has made millions investing over the years. And now he wants to share with you his secrets on how he does it. Watch the free presentation at wealthwithbill.com. That's wealthwithbill.com. And discover how Bill O'Reilly plans to help you achieve a seven-figure net worth. Lucky participants will also receive a free hardcover of Bill O'Reilly's new book entitled The United States of Trump. 
so enjoy. Now, I'm a huge fan of Ricky Gervais's comedy, but I've always found his vicious hatred of Christianity repugnant. And I will say that I, I don't believe that Ricky Gervais did, did express the ideas in that monologue purely because he has integrity or because he's, he's politically well-informed. Obviously, what he said was all true, and so he does have a bit more perspective and common sense than most people in Hollywood. But I think the main reason he did this is because he's a provocateur. If you're going to roast Hollywood elites, you've got to look for their clearest and most obvious hypocrisies and humiliations. Ricky Gervais didn't just roast Hollywood this year. Remember, he's done this year after year, and many of the points he's made have not been political, but personal. He ridicules Felicity Huffman, for instance, for her participation in the college admission scandal. And this kind of roasting is typical of British comedy today. I watch a lot of British comedy, and all the comedians use provocative jokes and ruthless attacks on other people. And that's actually, I think, one of the reasons it works so well here in America. In, in the United States, we have neutered comedians. Comedians have a tough time now because of the so-called cancel culture that's been established by Democrats. If you do anything that the left identifies as racially insensitive or criticizes feminism or indicates that perhaps a transsexual woman is really just a man, or if you say anything that might contradict whatever insane thing the left believes, well then a leftist will call you out and try to collectively boycott you or your company or your product or whatever. You're canceled. This is what happened recently when AOC spearheaded a protest against Amazon establishing a new headquarters in New York. So Amazon just left and established their headquarters near Washington, D.C. instead. AOC hailed this as a victory, but she effectively robbed New York City of thousands of well-paying jobs and the broader economic benefits such an enormous business would have brought to the city. And she hailed that as a victory. And we can see the same thing in comedy. Since the final episode of Silicon Valley, a show I highly recommend as it regularly flouted the new left-wing cultural conventions curtailing free speech and comedic latitude, not since the final episode of that show have I watched any U.S. comedies currently being broadcast. And I can't remember the last time I watched a U.S. comedy film. Everything comedic I watch is from the UK. And Tim Allen expressed this beautifully on The View the other day. It's a little bit different now. I mean, you, there's a PC culture out there. It makes it really hard. I think my act, if I ever brought that old act back, I'd be driven out of town. I, I, I grew up <laughs> life-changing with Lenny Bruce. The, uh -huh. the bit he did in 61 here in New York, you can't, I have to point to it to have to go read it. People read it. I grew up on Richard Pryor. You can't even go back and talk about the mm -hmm. book he wrote. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, and then what I got to do sometimes is explain, which I hate in, in big arenas, that this is a thought police thing and I do not like it. But yeah. when I use these words, this is my intent behind those words. Yeah. Wow. So as long as you understand my intent, I still get people, well, just don't say it. And I said, I'm not going to do that. I do use some provocative yeah. words, but I tell them it's words that really got from my parents. Yeah. Mm. You know, they, they, mm. they, they said this stuff and we talked about it. I can't even say it here. I can't even point to it. Yeah. It yeah. is an alarming thing for comedians. Now, what's really funny to me about this clip is how readily Joy Behar agrees with Tim Allen. Now, she has expressed an irritation with the left's attack on comedy before. However, she has stated, and I'm not joking, that freedom of speech should only apply to comedians. <laughs> That's how mental she is. So, yeah. I, I do think that she is genuine in her agreement with Tim Allen here, but I, I think it's totally self-serving and hypocritical. She classifies herself as a comedian, then she gives comedians special attitude to express themselves because they're comedians. I don't know. She's, she's obviously insane. <laughs> but what Tim Allen says here is incredibly important, but also a very weak tea expression of the cancer that has infected Hollywood. 
Tim Allen's show, Last Man Standing, has a conservative political bent. It's, it's really apolitical, but even just the lack of leftist political propaganda makes it stand out as kind of conservative. I actually have a friend who works on the show, and I've asked him before about you know the atmosphere behind the scenes. And he said that actually it's just another TV set, just like any other. Most of the people are strong leftists. Tim Allen, he said, by the way, is a great guy. So, you know, that's nice to hear. But anyway, what Tim Allen didn't mention on The View was that his show was actually canceled by ABC. And we saw this with the show Roseanne, too. Fox Network ended up picking up Tim Allen's show, thankfully. But the point is that Hollywood leftists want to kill anything remotely conservative. My father and I watched a show with some religious themes during the Christmas break, and a short way through the show, I noticed that all the heroes were either not white or women, a typical Hollywood left-wing thing to do. So I said to my dad, I said, you know, I bet they pitched this show as recognizing, you know, religion as potentially true uh, in order to draw in religious Americans to watch it so that they can force-feed them leftist propaganda. I said, I bet there will be some leftist political stuff injected into the show. Throughout the first, I'd say, nine-tenths of the show, there was nothing very political about it at all. I mean, aside from the casting, obviously. But then at the very end, the show concludes by making the entire episode about race. The hero confronts the head of the hospital and cites a statistic that black people get fewer chest compressions than white people when the hospital staff perform CPR. A little reinforcement of the idea that America is deeply racist against black people. A narrative that is totally untrue, but constantly perpetuated by the left. And honestly, it's an idea that I think hurts black people more than white people. But this is very typical of Hollywood. And Tim Allen's show, Last Man Standing, flouts this. Silicon Valley flouted it. And, and now Ricky Gervais has flouted it. But Ricky Gervais is special because he's one of them. He is a Hollywood leftist. Again, I don't think that he said any of these things to be noble, but rather to be provocative, to make headlines, to go viral, which he has done. Hopefully the love he's receiving will draw him away from his cynical atheist hatred of Christians and toward a more conservative political outlook generally. Now, I loved Ricky Gervais' monologue as much as anyone, but there is one thing about it that made me sad. This. It's already three hours long. Tom Hanks held this expression throughout the entire monologue. But Hanks, Hanks is a comedic actor. He got his start on a show called Bosom Buddies, where he and his friend dressed as women in order to get cheap rent in an all-female apartment building. How could he sit there with that grimace and not allow himself to laugh even once or even to crack a smile? I don't get it. I mean, I totally get it. But the truth is hugely disappointing. It looked to me like Tom Hanks was aware that Gervais would do something like this, and in order to appease the rest of Hollywood, many of whom are his friends, he just had this grimace pre-planned, right? Locked and loaded. That was going to be his reaction to Gervais, whatever the comedian said. And that, to me, is sad. It suggests to me that Hanks, who's always seemed like a nice guy, is really just in the leftist Hollywood camp with the rest of them. And I guess that's not surprising, but it's sad for me to think about. I mean, I like Tom Hanks. I don't want him to be an irrational Hollywood leftist. But worse than that was the recent tweet by Ron Howard. He wrote, In the entertainment industry, many who have known slash worked with Donald Trump think that while his reality show is fun and ran a long time, 
He is a self-serving, dishonest, morally bankrupt egomaniac who doesn't care about anything or anyone but his fame and bank account and is hustling the U.S. And then after somebody replied that Hollywood is full of amoral elitists who hate average Americans, Ron Howard added, Honestly, that's not what I've seen or felt through my lifetime from the vast majority of people in the entertainment business. In fact... I gotta say, it's the opposite. Most are not from L.A. or New York to begin with. Now, Trump is both an elite and a reality show star. I honestly don't understand why some people hate Trump so much, and they're always trying to cut him down. Whatever you might think of him personally, he's doing a great job as president. Furthermore, these aren't actually Ron Howard's personal perceptions of Donald Trump. These are other people's perceptions that he's clearly just accepted as true. And I get that. You're going to accept the perceptions of the people that you like and you trust. But... I guess what's disappointing to me is that Ron Howard believes that most people in Hollywood are decent people. That's shocking to me. The truth is that Ron Howard has always been a star from the earliest days as Opie on the Andy Griffith show, a brilliant show, by the way. But from even from those early days, he's been treated like a prince by everybody in Hollywood. He went on to do American Graffiti and then Happy Days, and then he became an A-list director. He's one of the most powerful men in Hollywood. Does he really think that people are letting him see their dark side? Of course not. Everyone in Hollywood tries to present themselves as saints to Ron Howard because Ron Howard seems like a saint himself. Ron Howard is like a minister of a church. People might swear and cheat on their spouse and yell at their kids on the weekdays, but on Sundays in front of the minister, they're perfect Christians. And I think Ron Howard inspires that best behavior in people. It's like how people act when they go to grandma's house. So I get that Ron Howard might think that he's got the inside scoop on Trump, but the fact that he believes the weasels in Hollywood and thinks that they're good people... That's pretty shocking to me. I imagine that some of them are good people, but the majority? I don't think so. I thought Ron Howard was savvier than that. It's disappointing. But you know what? The truth is that most leftist voters, poorly informed on political issues, are decent people. I mean, if I believed that black people were really hated and oppressed in America, I'd probably side with the leftists on that issue. And if I believed in all the climate alarmism, I'd, I'd probably agree with them on that too. And if I believed that women were disadvantaged, I'd probably be a feminist. (laughs) But all the facts that support these ideas are bunk. And the deep dive research will expose that truth. Black people aren't being oppressed in America. The earth will not end in 12 years. And women are absolutely advantaged over men in 2020. So maybe Ron Howard is right about Hollywood being full of good people. I don't think so. But, you know, at least a few people in Hollywood probably are. But even those good ones are certainly not politically savvy. I've been in the room when Hollywood people are talking about politics. It's embarrassing. They really are in a Hollywood bubble. As is often the case with these things, the pendulum may swing back the other way. I've spoken with many people in Hollywood who are starting to recognize the craziness of the left. I have one friend, and uh, this guy's actually considering voting for Trump in 2020. He doesn't even like Trump, but he hates the hypocrisy of the left even more. So, Ricky Gervais is not alone. This is happening broadly throughout Hollywood. And if it's happening in the fascist state of leftist Hollywood, it's got to be happening throughout the rest of America as well. America shocked me when it voted Trump in in 2016. I was thrilled. I, I realized that America was much savvier than I had given them credit for. And I think a lot of that is due to the internet. Information is so easily accessible now that people can finally just look up what's true and what isn't. And despite the best efforts of the left-wing media, 
people are finding the truth. Before I go, I'd like to announce that I've now started working with Newsmax. Other contributors to Newsmax, okay. Before I go, I'd like to announce that I've started working with Newsmax. Other contributors to Newsmax include Bill O'Reilly, Mike Huckabee, Michelle Malkin, George Papadopoulos, and a bunch of other awesome people. So if you watch Newsmax, be sure to check me out on there. Well, that's it for me. And just remember, it's not that our liberal friends are ignorant. It's just that they know so much that isn't so. Good night. Mr. President, in talking about the continuing recession tonight, you have blamed mistakes of the past blame the Congress. Does any of the blame belong to you? Yes, because for many years I was a Democrat. (laughs) We have so many people who can't see a fat man standing beside a thin one without coming to the conclusion the fat man got that way by taking advantage of the thin one.